0: Welcome to Grace for the Tryhard, a place where we tryhards can be reminded of the grace we've been given and be empowered to walk in it every day. Do you ever feel like no matter how hard you try, you aren't good enough? Have you struggled with shame and want to experience more freedom in your walk with Christ? Do you feel inspired and empowered when you hear other people's stories of transformation and healing? If your answer is yes to any of those questions, I'm right there with you. Being empowered to live and work out of grace is possible. And here, we are learning how to do that together. No need to show up polished, poised, or perfect. Come as you are and join us as we experience God's grace together. Hello everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to our first bonus episode for Grace for the Try Hard. Like I said in the last episode, we recorded this episode that you're listening to right now and the previous forgiveness episode all in one conversation. I decided to break it up into two just so it's more digestible to listen to. So in this episode, you're going to hear about Covenant and Gabe's Weeks. Um, You're going to hear about the Barbie movie. We talk a little bit about that and our thoughts about it. Um, You're going to hear about old tech, VHSs and VCRs. If you don't know what that is, then you should definitely listen because we explain what that is to you. And um, the meat of this episode is Covenant and Gabe sharing their stories. So they share about their life, they share where they've come from, and how they've become the people that they are today, and just things in their life that have impacted them. So it's a fun, light episode for you to get to know Covenant and Gabe more, and you will probably laugh at least a little bit, because we laugh a lot in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. (laughs) Gabe and Covenant. Welcome to the podcast. Yay. Happy I'm so to be here. excited you're here <laughs> and that you want to talk with me and let me record you talk. So <laughs> thank you for taking the time to share about your life and what God has been showing you. So how has your week been?
1: Oh, It's been a good week. Uh, so today and yesterday I was in Indy for a conference and I got to spend some time with my sister. Got to uh, play a Nancy Drew mystery PC game. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, it was a nostalgia tour and really loved that. Didn't solve it, but the two of us together, we brought some different uh, knowledge and instincts to bear, so yes. we made it some good headway.
0: So yeah. do you have, like, a CD-ROM
1: thing? Well, they used to come in CD-ROMs, but mm-hmm. nobody has a disk drive in their laptop anymore, right. so we did uh, the digital download. Nice! And it only costs $10 okay. now So for the old games. Wow. Uh-huh. So.
0: I used to play like a Barbie game and a Mulan game that oh. I really loved.
1: Um, there was this great Barbie uh, computer game where you were on a horse,
0: Oh, and I it has that like one. this
1: great like clop clopping.
0: Yes.
2: Oh, I loved that one. I remember. So I wonder good. if it's gonna
0: come back with the Barbie movie. Like people are gonna start playing that. That would be cool. Yes. New ones. Yeah. 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 Did you see that? The Barbie movie. Uh huh. Yes. Loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. So good. I. I, I see it's it a movie
2: I would have like. Waited in the theater for the next showing yeah. to just hmm. watch it again, probably. Seriously.
1: Yeah, there was a lot to unpack. I feel like everybody got something a little different out of it. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was special. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Like, I think it's going to be an iconic movie. Yeah, like,
1: oh, I
2: hope so.
0: Like, yeah. People are going to want to watch it over. On and
1: over, yeah. 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 Greta Gerwig, the director, I don't know, director, producer, director? Yeah, writer. Director, writer. writer. She is so thoughtful and has something, like, not quite... Um, like, pop culture to say all hmm. the time. Like, it is, it is like, it's a feminist movie in some ways, but she also, like, I thought had some really profound commentary through the movie about, like, how men in our society may feel, like, yes. also um, emasculated and yeah. how, like, women could do a better job, like, being kind of like a team. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think there was something for everyone.
2: Um, yeah. I know
1: people... And extremes have other, other takeaways, but yeah. I thought she, she did a great job of, of showing like a complex nuanced, uh, story there.
0: Yes. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. It's hard nowadays. I feel like we're just so polarized to find something that's nuanced. Like you're saying, and yeah. that shows both sides and is like, yeah, makes things more complicated, mm-hmm. but also more true. Right. A lot
2: of times the narrative seems to be really leaning one way or the other. Yeah. Um, You know, like these people are the bad guys, or these people are the bad guys. But I felt like, at you know, in every scene, she would really go down the middle. Mm. And that takes a really like wise, balanced person to do. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah.
0: So cool. So (laughs)
2: that was Covenant's experience. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about your week. I've been um, working in our basement. Um, We bought this house, and we're told that. It would never be a dry basement. Oh. Okay. And we took that as a challenge.
1: Because, <laughs> he did, for sure.
2: Um, because uh, it was such a big space, and I always grew up liking basements. Yeah. Just because they're always the right temperature. He's a Hoosier boy. Definitely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's your that's your safe place in the summer, basically, to escape the heat. and. <laughs> Um, so we've done a lot of different projects on it, like cleaned up the walls, finished the floor, yada, yada. And we built like this, you've, you've seen it now, but we had like a, a, a dungeon. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. It's actually, it's, it's open. It's all open. There's no walls, dungeon. but we have a lot of different, yeah, well, like a, right. for Dungeons the game and Dragons. Dungeon. An RPG oh, dungeon. An actual dungeon. Yeah, for games. Yeah. And... <laughs> So we have that. We have like a, um, portion of it. It's like for laundry. And then we have like a nice sitting area that I've been turning into like a retro area.
1: Yeah. Like, he bought a retro TV. We now have started a, a, a VHS collection. Yep. Um,
2: we've got a lot of VHSs for free yes. from a barn that were in good shape. So now we need
1: a VCR.
2: Yeah. Which I'm told God. is a VHS They're really player. hard to find. Yeah. Um, so. but anyways, um, i've been putting electric down there because we have had one outlet for like 800 square feet and oh my uh, gosh dang. that gets a little overwhelming he's been so.
1: doing that all week he's been staying up till four in the morning like bending metal pipes and stuff to <laughs> to do the electric in the basement
2: so yeah, it'll be nice when it's done
0: <laughs> wow yeah. so that doesn't yeah. intimidate you at all electric
2: i i worked in electric before oh nice so that was one of um, your <laughs> one of my many jobs one of your you, many experiences you earlier um, I love that, yeah, because I know tons of people that are in some areas handier than me, mm. but because I have that experience, I don't have, like, that irrational fear that oh, yeah. a lot of people he,
1: have. He had me praying earlier this week. He was like, covenant, I'm going to mess with the electric panel, and that's the most dangerous part of this, but it's going to be okay. I was like, sweetie, did you watch Did you watch enough YouTube videos about this before doing
2: it? She was not that encouraging. <laughs> I shouldn't have even said anything. It scared me. I did want to be like though, and be like, "Hey, if you don't hear from me for a while, (laughs) come make sure that I'm like standing." Just because if you if you bump the wrong thing with that off there, really the safe way to do it is to turn everything off. But that's annoying because then you can't use the house.
1: Yeah, I'm like, why won't you just turn it off? And he's like, well, because we have.
2: Because you can do it. Remember how quick it was? You can do it in like five minutes. But then and I did. It was really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyways. That's yeah. what I've been working on. This that's week.
1: in progress. Yeah, it's like halfway done. It looks like.
2: So. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so exciting! Mm-hmm.
0: First off, for all of our Gen Z and below listeners, because I know there's a lot of you, VHS.
2: Oh. You wanna explain that? Yeah. yeah. So we don't a, know what it stands for. I don't know what the acronym stands for. <laughs> but. I'm pretty sure the H is like hi-fi. Oh. In VHS, video hi-fi something.
0: Mm. And, and then, then VCR,
2: VCR is video cassette recorder, yeah. I think. Yeah,
1: and cassette, I'm inferring from what little I know of French, is probably a French word for a little case.
2: <laughs> or, I think what came f- maybe <laughs> around the same time, a cassette player, like a tape, you know. Yeah. And tape comes from the stuff that's inside of it. Yep, that it, looks like it, yes. in it. it looks like a tape. It looks like a tape. So, it's goodness. an archaic form of <laughs> archaic digital, not digital, sorry, an archaic form of media playing uh, device um yes
1: and it does degrade because it's on like film it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. on film that stuff degrades it's over time it's a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. yeah but when you play them on those old TVs this is something like Gabe has been like so into and excited about lately mm-hmm. the display quality just hits different yes it like the pixels or something I don't know you're talking about
2: what? I'm not gonna say that that's accurate for tape stuff, okay? okay. Because I spoke. It's, I it's always been bad quality, like it has that, yeah. like, that like gravelly stuff grainy. in it. But the the televisions that you're talking about okay. are like you can't replicate how they look on modern TVs. Yeah, like the
1: LCD or whatever that we have.
2: Yeah, modern TVs can't. Yeah, replicate yeah. that look.
1: Now we do have both. We do have one <laughs> of both. We have we have your your modern, and we got your retro so the basement experiences the nostalgia it's
2: not everybody's cup of tea but it's fun so so. anyways that's been a big problem he's
1: having an old tech moment
2: Uh, he's getting into it so i feel it well i see i see the the tides shifting (laughs) like you've seen it i've lived long enough now to see um things become a trend and if you don't jump in and get stuff soon enough it goes from like worthless to like a hundred dollars yeah you can basically never get that stuff back yeah and because yeah yeah,
1: because a lot of people just took their stuff to the landfill and Mm -hmm. so there's not that many like vcrs out there anymore Mm -hmm. i mean there are but not for long because no one's making them now so it's all antiques basically
2: My dad's probably got all of his still. Really? He's a bit of a pack rat. I might take one from him.
1: Good idea. (laughs) He doesn't need them all. (laughs) Does
2: not need five VCRs? Right. Does he even need one? Uh huh. Oh my God. When is the last time you used this? (laughs) 1999.
1: (laughs) 1999. That's how he sounds. Really? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's.
2: I have a text, so I'm, I'm in a group chat, and we send each other like candid uh, screenshots. And one of my screenshots was a text I got from my dad, just no background, but just he woke up and sent me this text: "Good morning, do you have a Blu-ray play, Blu-ray player now?" And so now that's you like have a. a so yeah, player the way now. I always read it is, "Good morning, do you have a Blu-ray player now?"
1: With no context, there was no preface to that. Yeah, there was no,
2: there was no (laughs) leading up. What? He's definitely like
1: DVD dad. He loves to watch
2: movies. Uh, Yeah.
0: So does that actually how he sounds?
2: Yes, that's amazing. The thing is, so
1: Christopher, Gabe's dad, Christopher. (laughs) Is an auctioneer. Ooh. And he, like, talks at the speed of light, mm. like, all day long really? through the work week.
2: And up here, like, kind of And kind of high. Yeah. It's
1: amazing. And he's, like, well-known. He's, like, automobile... Manu- or not manufacturing. Sorry. My job. You want job. me to tell the story? Yeah. Go ahead. Jump in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she's getting to the point where she's going to start making stuff up. So that I just wanted to help her out. Right. Um, he is an automobile auctioneer. Yeah. He has been, I think, my whole life. And... Uh, what she was saying, which is a great, great context. Yeah, he's like performing. It's a very performative, like in a good he's way. Kind job. of, like,
1: Entertaining. The on more stage.
2: entertaining you are, the more likely you are to get sales. Yeah, you yeah. can
1: whip up energy and get people excited. It's really fun. Yeah.
2: I don't know if archaic would be the right word for. It's how, old school. How it's like a weird industry kind of. That'd be a cool thing to look into. Yeah. But um, because he's so high energy and like loud and fast, yeah. When he's at home, mm. like not on the clock. He talks very slowly. The guy really? likes. The guy so,
1: likes to wind down with yes. a good DVD.
2: With a good DVD. It's
1: like the, he's seen like every action movie. I, ever I made. grew up
2: every Friday because that's when his work week would stop. He'd come home and be like, want to go to the library? Wait, really? Yeah. And yes. he'd, we'd jump in the van and go get stuff from the library. And we, <laughs> like he would get like four or five. Wow. VHSs or DVDs. So great. And yeah, that's why I have a huge like movie catalog of things yeah. that I've seen. His is way bigger than mine. Yeah. Probably a like a hundred times. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. I want to meet him. I want to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gabe's, Gabe's parents are iconic. He's one of the most charming men I think I've ever he's met. He's such a sweetie. Yeah, he's Yeah. Very, he's, yeah he's a great guy. I love my dad.
0: Just so slow and low, he's so good.
2: He just melts. Except when
1: he's on
0: the
2: clock. When he's on the clock, he's I he's, don't know.
0: He's ripping him up, tearing him up.
2: Speedy Gonzalez.
0: <laughs> it's probably like a little. I feel like as a kid, were you just like in shock, like when you saw him work, and then you came home.
2: I honestly didn't get a lot of exposure to him working because he travels for work. So he, okay. all, he we live in, we grew up in northern Indiana, and almost all of his sales were in Michigan mm-hmm. or Chicago. And so he would just to get to a sale could be like a four hour drive and he often would stay there during the week. And so he would be gone on like Tuesday mornings to like Thursday evenings and then he'd have another sale on Friday. But so I only really went to one of his sales, I think, when I was a kid. And then I went to another sale with him when I was like in my early 20s. So I didn't get to see it very much. So you
0: only knew him as slow and low dad?
2: Really? Yeah. I mean, no, because... Dad, He's also active. Dads too. are really great at goofing around, yeah. playing around, yeah. and so when I was a young kid, my mom is not; she's the slow and mm-hmm. low. Like my my dad is like, let's have fun, let's go bike riding, let's go swimming, mm-hmm. let's go mm-hmm. mess around in the woods. A lot of recreation kid, for yeah, Christopher. Yeah, but still like talking, like what she was.
1: He has a motorcycle.
2: Replicating. Yeah. Yeah. He's he would be extreme sports dad if it weren't for my mom. Because my mom is like reading nook mom. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Front porch swing mom.
2: He would be speedboat dad. But she's like pontoon or maybe even ritzier than that. Mm. But definitely no lower than pontoon. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. I feel like we're going back to the Barbie movie of like Oh yeah. speedboat <laughs> dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> pontoon <Yes>. mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's find that balance folks. Yeah.
2: Yep. yeah. He he did all like the here's how you ride a bike, here's how you mm. roller skate, Aww. here's how you do all this stuff.
1: I'll I'll teach our kids how to roller skate cuz I love oh, to yeah. roller skate. <laughs> but do. Gabe I love. But Gabe you can teach him like how to run. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she was never taught how to run, folks.
1: <clears throat> For those who don't um, know, uh, Jessica Rodriguez now Holcomb and my husband Gabe Libby once gave me a running lesson in <laughs> my suburban sidewalk
2: neighborhood. <laughs> she used to run like she had extra joints. Or Is it like
0: a Phoebe buffet run?
2: I've not no. seen that. Oh my it gosh.
0: seems like it would be, though. It's like, like she's
1: kind of lanky and weird. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. more more like gyrating on Torso. the top half of her body. <laughs>
1: like going like kind of a horizontal direction.
2: Yeah, like for some reason you would really <laughs> swing the top part, and then like your legs are way too like ploppy.
1: Yeah. I, I'm somebody who like usually, like if I'm in shape, my gosh. core is the strongest part of me, and my legs are the weakest. So I don't oh, have a lot yeah. of like, wow. like I'll even find sometimes if I'm like mowing the yard, I'm like I'm actually not even like pushing with my legs. I'm just like leaning forward, mm. like use your yeah. legs, Covenant. So, so
2: so think of like yeah. a brick column right. with spaghetti noodles. Right, right, right is right. basically you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God
0: for sure you're doing a great job describing what this running looked like yes yeah. people can't see me try to imitate it yeah um,
2: I'm very metaphorical as a person yeah I so. know
0: yeah, it's, it's really good
2: it's a talent yeah. Um, yeah
0: we'll watch the Phoebe running after this oh yeah um, good
2: if you guys have Crazy. a question
0: Google yeah. or YouTube Phoebe Buffet friends running and you'll you'll find it yeah, yeah. that's me oh wow I'm already laughing so much <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun um, for those of you listening, I laugh silently, so probably about 70% of this conversation I've been laughing, but you can't hear it. She's wheezing. so I'm funny, like, yeah.
2: She's like... Bent over Yeah uh, Usually Like head is, is Touching the table Yeah Context. Seriously,
0: Seriously? Mm. Woo Okay This is the best Opener we've done yet Wow <laughs> Way to go guys okay. Way to go Okay So do you want to share Just I mean We talked about your dad yeah. Maybe we'll get your dad On the podcast sometime He oh. would love that And we would love I that
2: I would love a podcast Just of my dad
1: <laughs> Talking to him in his Talking in his radio voice
2: Today We're trying The blueberry donut Krispy Kreme. <laughs>
0: That's what it would that be. <laughs> That's what it would be. Oh my gosh, I would, I, couldn't, I couldn't. do it. But I want to do it. Okay.
1: We're calling him up.
0: Oh yeah. my god! Seriously. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to tell but him really to, to this. Yes. So we talked about your dad. Do yeah. you guys want to share a little bit just about yourself, about your life, mm. just some you know high moments, low moments, just to, I guess, kind of pick people up where Covenant and Gabe
1: today are. Where we are. Oh, right? by
0: the way, they're married.
1: We're married, <laughs> folks. We are married. They're it's, taken. It's worth it. They're Should both I taken. do you want me to talk first or do you want to talk first?
2: Sure, but don't be Try long-winded. to keep it quick. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll try to be quick. So, my parents love each other very much. They got married um and had their first kid like 2 days after their wedding. So, my mom was like, Wait. yes. Oh, okay. My mom was 19, my dad was 22. They were very young. My mom had just gotten saved, and my dad was, like, not sure about God yet. Mm -hmm. And so – and they got saved into, like, the UPC, United Pentecostal Church, Mm -hmm. in Louisiana, where my mom was stationed in the Air Force. Oh. Yeah. So kind of like a rocky start. They were kind of – had my mom especially had kind of a dysfunctional home. My dad had more of, like, a steady, stable home. But anyway, they loved each other a lot. They were, like, high school sweethearts, and they went on to have ten kids. (laughs) And they still love each other to this day – very happy marriage they're not perfect at all there's definitely like every couple grows together and there's growing pains and i feel like my experience of my parents at least was like i saw them laughing together Mm. i saw them like going for walks together um they would like have a date night and and have like our older sister babysit us Mm. so and like my dad did work often in in the summers especially he's a golf professional um, oh, so he like, I didn't even know yeah, that. he like managed a, the municipal like city golf course. Mm. And in the summertime, that's like an 80 hour a week job. Wow. So the only time I got to see my dad for like a lot of, for what felt like, you know, when you're a kid, things feel like kind of more dramatic than they are. I think it felt like we only saw him for like golf practice, oh. which cause like we all, and that was also his way of like making sure he had access to us and time with us Yeah, was like, I will say, actually, sorry, I kind of misspoke there, because I'm, I'm now having memories. Like, my parents did a really good job of, like, waking us all up early oh. so that, like, before my dad went to work, we could have breakfast together, and he would read the Bible oh my in God. the mornings. Yeah, and all then in the evening, all, well, like, oh. at that time, it would have been, like, six. five or six, and then growing yeah. to ten, yes. Yeah. But so, like, we that's kind of why I'm a morning person, because mm. we always woke up early to have that time mm. together. And then my dad would be gone, like... He would have to leave, like, 7.30 or something. And then he would get back at, like, 9 p.m. But when it wasn't the summertime, we would also, like, in the evenings after dinner, read the Bible again. Oh, wow. Like, they were really – I mean, I don't think it's like that anymore. I'm going long-winded. I just want to
2: interject here. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you talking about yourself?
1: Or... <laughs> my family. Just, like, my parents' uh, experience. Okay, then. I'll fast forward.
2: you <laughs> skip to, like, college.
1: Skip to college. Yeah. I'll just say I was homeschooled through eighth grade – Went to public high school, did really well. Um, not, she was the
2: valedictorian. I was
1: the valedictorian. What? Yeah, it's a small school,
2: but I'm. You need to do highlights. Valedictorian studied this. Went to Morocco. Studied Spanish. <laughs> was
1: went in to like. Morocco. Was in like musicals and stuff in mm. high school. Wanted to go to the University of Chicago and be like an archaeologist or something. That didn't pan out. I went to IU and I was really bitter about it at first. I was like, I'm at some lame state school. Highlights. Highlights, and then I met <laughs> Jessica Rodriguez. Now Holcomb. <laughs> And, and she was, like, such an amazing light in my life. And then I met Lindsay, like, almost around the same time. And we started doing these, like, little Bible study prayer things at my dorm and wherever we were We were
0: RAs met. together.
1: We were RAs together. That's right.
0: Yep.
1: Right. You aren't
2: even to our marriage yet. You know, <laughs> aren't even so to the
1: marriage. Um, in college, I I kind of had, like, a dark night of faith time, but then pulled it together. I still had deep issues with, like going to a church because Mm. i didn't cover this earlier my parents were notorious church hoppers Mm. for everything they did right we like never stayed at a church longer than a year it seemed Mm. like we i literally went to like more than 30 churches growing up wow yeah so i had deep issues with like connecting and staying in a community so gabe and i dated briefly when i was in high school we broke up but i was like how can this be like he's the best person I've ever met. Uh, We
2: were very young. She was 16 years old. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's that's how it could be. Yeah, that's how it could be. Right person, wrong time. But so we split up Mm -hmm. and dated other people and stuff. And then when I was going into my junior year at IU, we got back together. Mm -hmm. And it was after I kind of had this whole, I worked at a refugee camp in Greece. I was in the Arabic program at IU and I was studying Arabic and I learned about the refugee crisis. And I was like, I just felt like the Lord talked to me and he was like, you got to go like this is like a bridge moment in your life and you got to cross this bridge. Mm-hmm. Like you got to walk across this bridge. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I did it and it changed my life. It was like like the best thing I've ever done and I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Um changed me for real. For real for real. Keep going. So then I got back, Gabe and I got together. We dated for a year. We got engaged. Six mm. months later, we got married. Mm. New Year's Eve 2018.
0: Yes, I was you, there. You were there. It Just awesome. It. it was
1: an amazing wedding. To this day, people say it was like the most fun wedding they've ever been at. It was really fun. This one guy who had a heart condition, um, like got healed at our wedding, was like <laughs> dancing and stuff. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's true.
2: The Once floor we- was bending like a trampoline we were yeah. on the top floor of an old Amish cabinet factory. Yeah. yeah. And it was bowing.
0: It we were, was. Because
2: we were dancing so, it so hard.
1: Fun. It was so much fun. And yeah. Gabe and I made that playlist. It was like all yeah, 70s, 80s so hits. Good. So great. So fast forward, Gabe and I got married. We After my last semester at IU, we moved to Morocco for a year where I completed the Arabic flagship program. That So like our first year of marriage was pretty much spent like in another country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway, the past few years after COVID happened, we got evacuated back to Indiana. We lived with our parents for a while and then we moved back to Bloomington and I worked at a homeless shelter in Bloomington as a case manager. And then that job paid like $15 an hour. And at the end of the day, I was like, I respect myself too much to continue earning $15 an Mm -hmm. hour. I have a college degree and I speak Arabic, Mm -hmm. that's silly.
0: So real quick, what did you study at IU? Just
1: I studied law and major? public policy at SPIA and uh, minored in Arabic. Minored in Arabic, yeah.
2: So you said high, high parts and low parts yeah. of your whole life, because <laughs> so Because really started hard. at conception. <laughs> I started before
1: my conception. <laughs>
0: to start like kid.
2: Kid. Kid, kid game. Points. Kid game. Teen. Um, I was. Twenty-year-old. Points. i can do that i can do that okay.
0: he's way better at that than me
2: um i <laughs> we're
0: in our 20s by the way we're not this isn't a 50 year i'm land. 30 oh.
2: <laughs> yeah which 30 rocks <laughs>
0: yeah 30 30, 30, 30 and driving.
2: 30's great um okay so young gabe i was homeschooled oh
0: wow i didn't know you were both homeschooled yeah, i was crazy. homeschooled
2: the whole way through she wasn't she got to go to public school okay. um Homeschooled, had two older sisters from my mom's first marriage. They're nine and 11 years older than me, so that factored oh. into a lot of my development, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, but my dad adopted them, so they were there the whole time. Okay. Um, and, uh, let's see. We moved to a different town, just like Covenant moved to the town where we both met. Mm. And, um, I'll skip past childhood to like age 12 mm-hmm. where I had my first real experience with God, but like where I was making my own decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. and um,
0: So you kind of grew up in church?
2: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Born, raised in yeah. the church. Mm-hmm. Um, all my experience was non-denominational, spirit-filled, um, mm-hmm. and my parents were, their background was uh, Church of the Brethren, which cool. is like one step above... Men- Mennonite? Mennonite, Mennonite, which is one step above Amish. Yeah. yeah, so went to church camp as a 12-year-old. Everything's happening. Puberty, you know. You, <laughs> some of your friends are like all of a sudden ripped. <laughs> I'm still like pudgy and little. And...
1: Now he's six foot four, folks.
2: Yeah. Big, big guy. <laughs> big now. boy. Um, and so at church camp, because I grew up in church, loved worship. Because my parents were worship leaders, my mm. whole my whole childhood, and uh, very musical family, mm. um, and so I loved like worship experiences, um, and grew up like hearing tongues and stuff um, mm. from a really young age. So I was I had a lot of exposure to that. that For probably, people who
0: don't know what tongues is, what yeah. is
2: that? Uh, yeah. Speaking in tongues is referenced in the New Testament. Um, it has to do with prophecy, mm. and it has to do with. Um, um, speaking to the body, you know, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't speak in tongues to someone who's not in the church, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a very mysterious thing. Mm. Um, for me, I use tongues. It's a gift of the spirit. I use it um, to grow my faith mm-hmm. because it sounds really silly. Mm-hmm. Sounds really goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an
1: exercise in humility, right? <laughs> Suspending your own judgment. Definitely, yeah. and <laughs> wow. that's what faith is yeah.
2: sometimes bottled up, but. Um, I had all that experience so then at age 12 um, just from like all my exposure and experience I was just learning like needing to be able to talk to God so like as prayer talking to God and that's where I heard him really clearly and God just had me uh, go around and pray for people Mm. like told me to go pray for certain people put my hands on some people say things to certain people Mm. and it was a really powerful experience for me. Mm-hmm. really marked me, really changed me. But I was still just 12-year-old Gabe. Yeah. So I had a lot to learn as a young person needing, one, the right priorities in your life. And two, um, needing to build yourself up with truth. Mm-hmm. And most of the time that comes from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, so went through that very spiritual childhood. Uh, then getting to like, teenage, like end of teenage years, trying to figure out what college is going to look like. And um, wanting to do all these things, parents not being stoked about those things that I was interested in. Yeah. And so just really feeling cornered into either, like, you can choose, like, a medical degree, mm. which we'll support you with, or you can go to Bible college. Mm. So I chose Bible college after the most depressing year of my life mm. because all these things that were important to me were not supported. Mm -hmm. And so, um, heard the voice of the Lord, heard a really big truth about God and how like, He's not mad at you, He's not distant, He's right here with you. Mm -hmm. And that just broke off so many lies that was causing such a bad year of depression. Mm -hmm. And then I went to IHOP, uh, International House of Prayer University in Kansas City, and I did that for a year and some change. And then came back and worked and that's when I met Covenant. Dated mm. me
1: for round one.
2: And <laughs> oh, came okay.
1: back for round two. And instead. then
2: after that like <laughs> that like gap year of no school, then I went to Bethel's School of Supernatural Ministry in Redding, California. And after one year I was like, Yep, got it, got all I need. Now to, now it's time to go into the real world. And I really at that point started to um, solidify an idea of like a career that I wanted which is mm-hmm. counseling mm-hmm. and so in the first year of Bethel they really tend and water this idea in you that like you are important mm-hmm. because you're a child of God mm-hmm. and there's just so much freedom and breakthrough it's mm-hmm. so important it's so powerful healing Yes. And so for me, I was like, I need to use my gifts and to go into the biggest places into the world. And so I thought, what's the most powerful form of counseling? Legal counseling. So I can go into that. Mm -hmm. And so my thought was, I'll start with psychology, get a psychology degree, and then go to law school. Mm -hmm. And so came back, started school, loved learning about psychology, but in that same time was quickly learning that if you study psychology and practice psychology and don't um, administer the diagnoses and the... Um, treatment Mm -hmm. that they approve you can just lose it all Mm -hmm. in a moment like Mm -hmm. if you were like hey this person diagnosed me in a way that didn't line up with the apa Mm -hmm. um, or treated me blah 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 it can just Mm -hmm. all be gone Mm -hmm. so it's really high stakes for you to stay Mm -hmm. on that rail yeah and so i started thinking like what do i really want to minister to you know everybody ministers Mm -hmm. in their jobs but that's that's how i'm using that word and so I thought, really, what I want to do is what pastors have the potential to do. Mm-hmm. Not that they do, because I, like I said, I grew up in the church my whole life and was young, put into leadership, like 12 years old, started leading worship. Wow. And I had no counseling, mm. no access, to, because either people didn't have time, they didn't want to. Or they didn't feel equipped to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, so at that young age I was like man I need counseling Mm -hmm. man I need help I'm this 12 year old I don't know anything I have all Mm -hmm. these issues and that made me turn to God Mm -hmm. and um, so then I got counseling from God from the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and because all of that was invested into me now I want to do that and that's where like a lot of that dreaming came from and so um, I stopped my studying. I did. I, I was like a semester shy of finishing just like an associate's degree, mm-hmm. and um, decided to go back to Bethel again. Mm. And I just really felt like just like a burning sensation. Like I need to go back
1: physically. Like yeah, yeah it was like I won't get into all of
2: that. But thing. like yeah, uh, needed to go back. And I realized as soon as I got there, I took this place for granted wow. because I was in a hurry.
0: Wow! Well, mm. Yeah.
2: And so my second year was a lot about humbling, which mm. was crazy. Like I already felt humbled, mm-hmm. so I didn't need to be humbled. But because I already felt humble and was out of coming out of humility, I was put into leadership like right away. Mm-hmm. So like I started leading worship there, and just was a leader in my um, my groups. I won't use the terms because they're not understood, but. Yeah, I just had so much favor hmm. right away. And so then I loved that and I just wanted more of it after my second year and I had a lot of opportunities, like a place in Ireland, a place in New Zealand, other hmm. pastors wanted me to cuz after your second year you have the option to apply to like serve a pastor oh. in in that structure. And so just a lot of yeses that I didn't feel right about saying yes mm-hmm. to. And then a lot of no's that I knocked on doors. And I was like, well, what do I do? Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing left. Once again, kind of being put into that corner. Mm-hmm. Until I found um, Richard Gordon. Mm-hmm. And that's the name of the pastor that I served. And then that mm-hmm. began, like, one of the best years of my life. Really like, good. if not the best year yeah. of my life. Yeah. So yeah. transformative. So... Um, I mean, I got to experience in that year what I decided this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, which is I got to counsel people. I had 10 people under me that I just got to see regularly and Mm -hmm. got to help them grow, nurture them for the whole year. And it was just the most fulfilling thing in my life. And so after that, but in the midst of that, I met Covenant again. We reconnected. She got out of a long relationship and had this transformative time in Greece. And... I was much more mature, much more solid as a person. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking again. It just happened really fast and we fell in love. Mm-hmm. And um, And then when I came back, like I decided to not pursue like the connections I had there. I decided to pursue marriage yeah. and just had mm-hmm. so much support to do that. Mm-hmm. And so came back, just got like a job really quick as an insurance um, salesman and then we got married and then she finished her school and then we went to Morocco mm-hmm. and then we came back because of COVID. And, um, I got a job as like a manager at a bar and a restaurant. And then we moved to Bloomington where she got her job. And then we got a job with a ministry nonprofit organization, helping a less fortunate people, um, who are recently homeless now housed. We did that for a couple years mm-hmm. and, we uh, helped our friends with a coffee shop that they started. And then now what I've been doing is like just started an LLC.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm getting counseling for myself, um, like as an investment in the business. And we just started a house church. That's a big deal. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, a lot of
0: new stuff. This
2: year has been really yeah. huge. A lot of different things. A lot of new things. So
0: Just so good. I love hearing people's stories. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so encouraging. And it connects people, I think. Because I've struggled throughout my life with feeling alone. Like, I'm mm-hmm. the only one who thinks this way. I'm the only one who feels this way. Mm-hmm. And when some people talk about, like, you saying you're backed into a corner. And then God just shows up and is like, this is the person yeah. you're supposed to be with. Like, mm-hmm. and... Like, be under and stuff, and I felt that too. Like, yeah. oh, you know, nothing's working out the way I thought it was going to work out. And am I going to have a job? Am I going to find what I want to do? And mm-hmm. then it's yeah. like, here it is, it's yeah. right here, you yeah. know? So, yeah, wow, yeah, really cool, really yeah. cool. Thanks for sharing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They're also both amazing singers. Um, so oh, just want to shout that out. <laughs> Literally, so good. Maybe we'll record a song later on oh, our my little Blue Yeti mic. <laughs> <It's> so fun. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Seriously, so good. Yeah, play a song
2: um, on the cat piano.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, to end us out. Why not? Oh my gosh. Um, well, that's all the time we have today. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Wait, can I do it like your dad? Can you do it? You want me too?
2: to? Do it. Do it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to Grace for the Tryhard.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys.
0: What's your dad's name?
1: Christopher.
2: Christopher
0: Leiby. <laughs> we'll be on the podcast one day. <laughs> we can only hope. Okay. Well, thanks again, <laughs> guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. for Matt, having This has meant a yeah, lot. God, God bless you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Grace for the Try Hard podcast. I hope you feel encouraged, empowered, challenged, and that you know that you are so loved by God. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening, as well as rate and leave a review. Talk to you soon.